um, after we are back. We we after. said we were going to record Wednesday, and then I think you had a scheduling conflict, and then we're like, well, they're not going to decide what happened to Georgia on Wednesday. By Wednesday, it's going to be close. And then some other shit happened, which we'll get into. But we thought we'd first before we get into the craziness, which I think you're all aware of at this point. But um, we'll get get to that in a second. But uh, uh, there was a George this, and again, sorry uh, if you're coming for uh, pop culture or fun stuff. It's just all going to be politics today. It's just not. It's just one of those weeks. I don't. It's a big week. I mean, like so much has happened this week. Not just with like politics. I've had some personal things that have happened that like it we're eight days into twenty twenty one and I'm already saying I can't wait for twenty twenty two. Yeah, I, I think that's that's totally a, a fair assessment of the like, situation. I'm I'm already like fuck twenty twenty one. No, for sure. Um so I guess let's just start with Georgia first, because that was supposed to be the big news this week. Well, there it was that and then they were, they were going to certify the electoral vote, which we'll get to. Which that's the other big thing. Uh, it's just yeah, understa- was, understatement of the year. Um, but both big things happening on Wednesday. But anyway, um, I guess contrary to popular de- belief, at least on my end, and what we've discussed before, is um, both Democratic candidates um, won won uh, the runoff. So we have. Runoff. A 50-50 split. Um, congratulations to President uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, may his rule be long, and may he go fuck himself. But uh, we didn't. President Pro Temper. Now I think uh, I think we <laughs> President Pro Temp. Uh, fucking. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, wasn't that Kamala Harris then? Is that the President Pro Temp? Yeah, Kamala Harris is the president. Pro temp on the Senate. Yeah. So if there's if there's a split vote, she gets the final vote. But really, she's just another Democratic vote. So therefore, it's it's up to yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, it's basically I think, like if it splits down the middle, if it's fifty fifty, then she comes in and she gets to have the final vote. So she gets to basically determine. So, so you say what you will. It you know the great thing is is that. Mitch doesn't have the power to control anything. what comes in and out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we like his power is gone. It's which is great. It's it's better. It's, the best thing. it's better. Yes, it's the best thing. And everything else that could be shit from this, it doesn't matter because Mitch McConnell, for at least two years, can't railroad shit. And I just hope to fucking Christ that they realize that this is the moment and they have to just like, they can't just dick around and wait. They need to be like, no, we're going to ram through all the judges. We're going to ram through all the stuff you have, we got to get. Yeah. We're going to give people $2,000. You, you're absolutely right. They have to seize the moment. They have to seize the, the, the time, because if they don't, uh, the, it's yeah. just going to be Trump 2024. Or whoever replaces him, or Howley, fucking yeah, of course, somebody worse, which we'll get into. Right, right. In we're just alluding to the thing we're not talking about, but everybody knows about. But anyway, the the point is, is yes, the the linchpin now is is uh, Joe Manchin and so on and so forth. But there's that's better than a Mitch McConnell who has the power of it's one senator over a whole caucus a and whole a, thing, and a yeah. whole apparatus. 
Absolutely. And there's way, but they can't just rest on their knees and say, oh, I guess it didn't work and it's the Republicans and so on and so forth. Like, I think if anything has taught us anything about, you know, bipartisanship <laughs> this, this week, it, uh, it's, it's, the well, the concept should be bullshit. it should be about beating your enemy. That's the only way you're gonna stop this. You can't unite with it or anything like that. And the Democrats, as we know, I think the two big takeaways from the election, at least in my opinion, are uh, the on the ground organizing that were, was happening in Georgia with Stacey Abrams, but also um, the two thousand dollar carrot, which I think I was ranting about. In the last podcast, oh no, I wasn't. We didn't get to that yet because I was ranting about that. But it actually, it did actually work. They did. Um, Mitch McConnell was blamed for it, and the other candidates ran on the two thousand uh, dollar stimulus check to every American. Well, anyway, and th- and that won them ele- the election. I don't think it's the sole reason, but it's probably the big reason besides the organizing on the ground. And it gave the organizers yeah. on the ground a reason to get people out to vote. It gave them a good talking point, for right? Because sure. I think, and, but it's, it's, I think it's, it's, but there's so much to it that it, you know, it's like they can easily be like, hey, you know, do you want these things, these things, and these things? Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, if if the Democrats don't win, Mitch McConnell has already said that he's going to block everything. So we're going to have just like in the Obama administration where we couldn't get anything done. And so I think even just telling people that it's like, if we don't win these two seats, we can't get anything done. It doesn't even matter what it is. And I think that alone is enough well, to help people I guess be like, yeah. The argument can't be made anymore that we're not the Republicans, we're the Democrats. Unless you're actually going to deliver on that promise and do something for the people, like there's, oh, yeah, absolutely. it's just not going to happen. And, We'll see what happens. They may just, you know, if they can pass the $2,000, that's great. And hopefully they can do more than that, like a minimum wage, all these different things they can do. And there's different tactics you can use with Manchin. You know, he may he may jump parties, just he may do that. But there's other ways you can leverage power arm. You could approach Murkowski. You could do things to kind of balance. But you have to be aggressive and you have to seize the moment because if you don't, the Republicans will do it for you. And if yeah, Mitch McConnell absolutely. has taught us anything, that's exactly what he's going to do. He did it in Ob- yeah, like Obama administration. Whole- he did. And that whole idea of the fever is going to break, like is just not true. And it's not true. been the utter failure of the Democrats for the last 12 years of believing that bullshit. And which is just not true. And yeah, like they, they, they just they like they put their heads in like circles because they're like, oh, we got to be civil. And what about like bipartisanship and and yeah. compromise? No, it's and, about and, and, and it's like, about winning. And, and the Republicans and, say that and all the Democrats go, yeah, OK, you're right. Like, we'll we'll do that. And they're like, cool, thanks. Also, we're going to throw in like five hundred thousand dollars to Israel for no fucking reason. Like, you know, like also, I think crazy shit. Also, I think. uh Trump undermining the Georgia election f- officials didn't help either. And yeah. I don't know yeah. what the data says about how many Republicans just decided not to show up because of that. Um, Cause usually well, no, you would think, we don't usually, know now, yeah, but, but usually you would think the Republicans would still show up anyway. Um, well, there was also the, um, the withhold the vote, like 
deep Trump supporters that were talking shit about like Purdue and Loeffler get, didn't bring the votes for Trump, so we shouldn't bring the votes for them, which is amazing. And I would love to see what or if any effect that had. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that definitely had somewhat of an effect because um, I think those the the Republicans are way more scared of their base than the Democrats are. And uh, I think that's a distinct difference between the parties and something maybe definitely are now. Um, But yeah, so um, it was good to see uh, a black man and a Jewish man in the South, both win a Senate seat. That's always good to see. And usually your parlance of democratic, you know, Chuck Schumer's the world. They're like, well, or not just Chuck Schumer, but like the, the consultants would say, well, you can't run a, you can't run a black man in the South, even though, you know, most black uh, people live like in the South. Huge population of black. But yeah, that seems that makes, literally well, that's the, the most like African-Americans in the country live in the South per, you know. Right. And that's, that's also a place that's been predominantly controlled by Republicans for. And, 30 years, 30, just, 40, know, obviously at some 30 point they, they were the Democrats, but now, but, but whatever, they've been in control for almost half a century and like, you know, well, they, they were always in control. I think as, as well, yeah, but as we know for sure now, like as most people should know, you know, um, racism is alive. It's real. It's big in America. And like the voter suppression is like the number one thing that they do. And, who do they target? They target poor and underprivileged and African Americans and Hispanics. So, yeah, absolutely. And that the thing is with all of this, uh, this fear mongering about this in lie lies about the stolen election, besides what we're going to talk about next, it's going to feed this whole idea that you can't, trust these elections and thus we must make sure they're secure so they can't be stolen in the future. Like if Democrats don't think that that's not going to be used as a main talking point, like all these crazies in the Republican party um, are going to become the Republican party. And I think people don't, don't realize that they think, Oh, it's just, they're separate. They're different. No, they are the Republican party. This is what they are now. And I think, to view it any other way is I think incredibly naive. If you look at like they were bringing guns to tea party, you know, now I'm getting into it, but they were bringing guns to tea party uh, rallies 12 years ago. So it's, it's not, this isn't a new thing. This isn't a Donald Trump thing. This is, this is a a longstanding thing that they've been um, perpetrating and trying to control. And I think to a certain extent, it's gotten out of control now, which is hilarious. But yeah. I think it's it's kind of like it's it is one of those sorts of things where it's like as as much bad as Donald Trump has done, the one good thing that he has done is brought so much of that to light that it's like it's it's it is still for a lot of people. It's easy to deny and avoid and pretend like it doesn't exist, but it's so blatantly obvious to anyone that was but on the fence. I guess what I'm concerned about now 
in a post-Trump world is not that they've brought it to light, but that people will take the wrong lesson from it and say that it's Donald Trump. That is the reason why all this stuff is happening. Not the Republicans, but Donald Trump. And I think that's, that's the problem. And I think I don't, I don't see examples of that not being the case currently in our current moment. Um, I think, you know, I think we got in an argument um, earlier this week about like how, you know, the Democrats should have, you know, shackled the, you know, put the chain of Trump around Republicans necks in, in the general election. I'm not, I wasn't, I think we got confused about Georgia, but I'm just saying like in the general election in general, they should have made it not just about Trump, but about how the Republicans and Trump have been purporting this. And I think that would have, that's what the Republicans would have done. And I think that would have been more effective, at least for down ballot tickets, because you had all these split ballots where people were voting for, uh, for, you know, Joe Biden, but then they'd vote R the rest of the way down. And I'm not saying that that's something you could change minds in one election, but if that were your, your, uh, your message for the last four years, it would have a bit more of an effect than just saying it's, it's, it's just Donald Trump. He's terrible. Isn't he terrible? Isn't he terrible? And I think that's my concern is that's the only lesson anyone is taking from all of this is it's Donald Trump. He's so terrible. He's so terrible, which is true. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, it's not, true. they're not and, learning and like, the lesson of why this happened in the first place. And he's definitely, you know, um, I don't know, like em- empowered. I want to say like empowered. I know like these people are already pretty empowered because, you know, white privilege and all that. But he's empowered them to basically like really to to not like hide in the shadows, you know, anymore. Like, you know, it used to be it's like a lot of these things, a lot of these people, they they did kind of lurk and they they weren't really out quite as obviously. And even like when Trump won in 2016 and even in 2020, you know, like the polls were all like, oh, you know, there's he has no chance of winning. He has no chance of winning. But then there was like this silent majority that just showed up and it was just like, who the fuck are all these Trump supporters, you know? Um, and they just, you know, they just went straight for the dog whistle. They just, they, you know, he he talked about border walls and immigrants and they just came flocking to it. And it's, disgusting and and as you always say like all he did was took advantage of their i want to say insecurities well insecurities took advantage of their insecurities i i don't even know if it's insecurities as much as just alienation um in our society and you can you can point that either in two different directions you can point that towards uh who's actually causing the alienation or you can point it towards black and brown people, which is what the Republicans did. And not to say that people aren't innately racist. Of course they are. The alienation is one thing, but the the big thing is that it's 99% of it boils down to, like I said, insecurities. And I don't mean that like, Oh, my dick is too small. So I need a gun. I mean, like that covers everything from, income inequality like people that are like i can't afford to pay my bills 
and it's because these brown people are taking my jobs, you know, which isn't true, but they just, you just give them an easy target and they latch onto it, especially if it's the preconceived confirmation bias type of thing. You know, it's, you just, they've already been trained from birth to kind of think this way. And all you got to do is get up in front of them and just regurgitate those talking points and they'll flock to it. You know, it's like, there's a, it's like a family guy clip. I don't know if you remember it, but when, uh, um, God, I can't remember the, the wife's name, whatever her name is, when Lois. she runs for Lois. Yeah. When she runs for, she runs for a government position and Brian's like coaching her and she's like, She's like, first she talks off like talking all like effusive and, and eloquent. And then and then she's just losing the crowd. So then she just starts going like uh, freedom. And everyone's like, yeah, she's like 9-11. And they all lose their minds. And then they're like, what are you going to do about uh, underpaid teachers? And she's like 9-11 and they lose their fucking minds. <laughs> That's basically it. Like you just, you go up there and you just go, you know, Donald Trump, he just goes abortion and they like lose their fucking marbles or, you know, like they try to do in Georgia. They go, he's a socialist, like extremist, socialist, blah, blah, blah. And they just use the word socialist. They just throw that out there. They just throw that label. And just they just know that it's a it's a trigger word for, you know, all the right wing Republican morons that, you know, can't tell fascism from people that called obama a nazi and it's like you don't really know what that word means do you yeah of course um but you know i guess when you're when your whole uh political uh the extreme of your political uh ideology is nazism it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate and you have to find other ways to justify that you're a reactionary (laughs) but uh yeah um, but yeah, I think this is when, something when that when I think your absolutely doesn't extend past like your county borders. It's not a surprise that you don't understand these concepts. Well, I, I agree, but I think, I think that's, that's a lot of the problems that this has been stoked for, for so long. And it's like century. Yeah. This, I mean, obviously right. centuries of stoking. No, absolutely. And, uh, but yeah, I guess I think I'm, I'm a bit wary of, of, of what a lot of liberals like to do is demonize the, the people, the people in the rural areas that are, are backward and so on and so forth. Um, instead of being a bit, you know, I think it's, it's easy for a lot of times for liberals to be like, Oh yeah, those people are idiots, and um, you know we don't need we can we can say all kinds of terrible things about them because they're white and they're poor and stupid and we don't care. And I think if if you always abdicate that group of people to the right, they will always be on the right. And I'm not saying to be like, oh, we should just sympathize with them. I'm like, no, you should work to change their minds and work to. Uh, to, you know, like get yeah. them the, the things and, that and they need. And like we were having a conversation about that earlier in the week. Um, 
about like how like a lot of studies have been done on this and they find that so like you can you can basically say like oh if a person self-identifies as a republican right and you can present them like different sort of political talking points and then the, the way that they know that this works is because they've like mixed things up and like really kind of done it in such a way that they shouldn't be choosing these things but they did but so what you do is you present them with two things you go like okay here's a Republican talking point, here's a Democratic talking point. Which one do you think is correct? And they'll always choose the one that's the Republican one. And and this is this is the same for Democrats as well. It's it's not as prominent. It's definitely more prominent with um Republicans. Um and does it have to do with language? What's that? Does it have to do with language? No, it has nothing to do with language. So it's literally because it says Republican on the top and Democrat on the top. Um, and so what they, the thing is, is what they do is they pick, they pick the group they want to belong to first, and then they just adopt the ideology of whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason how they know this is because what they would do is they'd be like, okay, we have two people running for an office. Um, this one is the Republican, this one is a Democrat. And they would say like, okay, so this one said in regards to like taxes, he wants to um, like, you know, lower taxes, blah, 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 whatever. This one wants to raise taxes on the rich, blah, blah, blah. You know, like things that typical talking points, right? And then what they would do is with these same exact people, they would kind of switch it. So they would take Democrat talking points put them under the Republican, put Republican talking points for the Democrat and the people would pick, they would still pick the Republican, mm-hmm. even though they were like very, and like they could be very specific things. They wouldn't necessarily change. They wouldn't change the wording or anything. Now, obviously they couldn't do like the exact same phrases from one they to the other. They, could they say they, seize the means they, of production by force? No. <laughs> I don't know if they went that far. That would be really funny. Uh, I doubt um, they did that. But they, but they would do, but they would do similar sorts of things. Um, where they would put like, you know, they, they would they would show like, okay, this is this is the Democrat, and uh, he says that he's going to raise taxes, but only on the top one percent of the rich, and they would be like, boo, and then later they would show like a different, you know, like basically another white guy in a suit, but different person, and they would go like, okay, so this guy says that he's not going to raise taxes except on the top. Uh, and they would even like change the percentage. So they'd be like on the top 10% and they'd be like, yeah, so, like, they would just show like, it's so obvious. Like they're just picking this because this is their team. It's, it's not about what the actual ideology is anymore. It's just about no, that. And that's a very, team. that's almost like a very American concept, like how we view politics in our society. It's not, yeah, it's, it's very much of a sports team and that's how the media covers it. They cover it like a sports team, um, and it's not it's not about helping people or about ideology or about better outcomes. It's about your sports team, and I think that I think you're totally right about that. And I guess where we were getting our 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 well, lines I'm not crossed. Totally right about our, it, but the I our, our sociologists of course. But I'm just saying that the 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 argument we were having about. Mitch McConnell and the Democrats holding the line against Mitch McConnell, which is irrelevant at this point because 
they won in Georgia. So I I would have been pounding on this if they'd lost, but they didn't. So it did their strategy did work. But again, just to bring this back around to um I think, I think, in general uh, is you know I owe you a big fat I told you so. Oh that's true. Uh you win. <laughs> but I I still, my point, we need like a a sound to add in right there. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, I think the, the argument I was still making is still there. And I think like, just to bring it around to what we were talking about before, as long as the Democrats need to seize this moment, because if they don't, they're going to really seriously damage uh, their ability to win electorally in the future when they're not providing for a positive message. For example, they did have a positive message in Georgia, but I just don't, th- I just don't think that the, the message of we're not, we're not the Republicans. We're not Donald Trump is not a long-term. There's <laughs> not a long-term strategy make like it's, it's only going to set themselves up for massive failures and, you know, liberal tears down the road when Josh Hawley comes and seizes, you know, takes, takes power. And then it's like, well, what do we do now? And then it's just this stupid cycle of game and you're not doing anything to really change people's. Well, that's just an underlying problem with the Democrats in general is that they're not, they're not necessarily about that. They're about maintaining the status quo and continuing the status quo and Donald Trump is not the status quo, you know, but we're still fine taking all this money from everybody and keeping it going. Even if we're losing, we're still part of the system because that's what keeps us going. And that's a larger problem for a larger, uh, for another podcast and a, and a later debate. Cause we got to get to the, to the granddaddy of events that happened this week. Right. I think that's a, well, did, I mean, have we covered enough of Georgia? I mean, I think we did. Yeah, I think we so. covered the basics. It's 50, it does. It feels split. like it happened. McConnell doesn't have power anymore after this. Well, yes, theoretically, yes. For the technically, he shouldn't. Um, some crazy stuff could still happen, but yes. Like what? Uh, I don't. There's no crazy. Well, man, she could switch parties. Like stuff could happen, but I guess what I'm saying is. But then I think if Manchin switches parties, it's kind of he loses all of his leverage because then he's just another Republican. Um, yeah, then he's just a um, So I think he probably won't, but it's it's always possible. But I guess I it's what's funny about Georgia, due to the, the what happened the next day, it just feels like it was three weeks ago, <laughs> and it, and it would be what we were talking about all week if it wasn't well if it wasn't for what happened on Wednesday. So I have a really good segue for this, and that's basically that like. Um, you know, like no, no matter what, with the electoral college, you can't really block Joe Biden from becoming president at this point. And and if you did block Joe Biden from becoming president, then what ends up happening, if I understand correctly, and I, I read a couple of law blogs on this, is that Pelosi would actually end up being the president, um, which is pretty funny. So um if the and so if the if they if, if you were trying to actually usurp the power that you could what you should do is gather everyone together and go down to Georgia and try to block stuff in Georgia. But thankfully 
Donald Trump is an idiot. <laughs> And what they did is still really bad, but. All right, this is a long segue. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Thankfully, like they, they decided that. And, and they it was start... so funny. Like I remember seeing some of the posts about it where they were like, I don't know if you saw that on the posting on someone linked to it somewhere on Reddit or somewhere. And it said like, screw area 51. Let's rush the Capitol building on january 6th they can't stop us all and that's what happened um and that's what happened so yeah i guess on wednesday uh they had a stop the steel rally outside of the capitol and after some time we what did they what did they call it it wasn't stop the steel it was save america maybe uh yeah save america well yeah they were they were so a bunch of trump supporters um stormed the Capitol, were able to get by police, whether the police let them or the police were willfully unprepared for it. Like we don't know 20 yet. 20 police officers yeah, there. You know, again. They weren't enough. There clearly were not enough. Right, of course. So they stormed the Capitol. Um, they uh, got into Nancy Pelosi's office, um, got into the Senate, I think at one point, um, and... A woman was shot and killed by Capitol Police uh, attempting to breach uh, the uh, the house, I think. The house, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, she was an Air Force veteran, but I think, or again, maybe an actual just to like, Just to clarify a bit more context, I think everybody knows about it at this point, but, like, they were, they had had a, they had a noose, uh, like a gallows, set up outside the Capitol. Um, they had... And a big cross. They had a Nothing big cross. And they Jesus, like a cross and a noose. And they... they there were some um, protesters, I don't even want to say protesters, rioters that had uh, zip ties. So they... There definitely they were, were was an life. element in in the group that was set upon stopping the the vote count and maybe taking hostages at least eight of eight of the people that were arrested were arrested on gun charges so they were armed <laughs> and uh yeah basically they stormed the capitol were able to stop the the vote from happening in um for like 8 hours for 8 hours and uh you know, there's debate about whether we call it an insurrection or a coup. Um, I've heard compelling arguments for both sides, but uh, it was I. I found it. Um, I guess I. I'll get into this. I didn't find. I found it kind of not surprising, and I don't know if that's just because I'm not a normie anymore. But I just felt like it was only a matter of time before something like this happened, and. To be honest, something like this could happen near, closer to the inauguration well, in a couple of weeks. That could be worse. Well, well, hold on. The, like, here's the thing. Everyone has been saying that. Every, I've heard so many people, and that's what's so kind of more exhausting about this. Is so many people have said, you know, oh, we've been saying it. And like, what did you think was going to happen? And it's like, the only... Okay, so granted, I will say that the... If, if you're talking specifically to Republican senators that deny 
and and maybe even some democratic ones that and and you know houses i don't even just isolate senators but like congresspersons that were deniers of how egregious trump's stuff has been and how much they kind of just like guffawed and and just backed away didn't really do anything about it if you're talking to just them maybe it makes sense because they they were the ones at risk they were the ones that they were coming for and you know you could do the whole like um well yeah if know, they had they ran into for, they came for them i didn't do anything no but, but if they, they had, for me and, and yeah know. if they had if they but, had come for if they had run into ocasio cortez or ilan omar Oh, they were dead. They were dead. They were dead. I uh, yeah. I we think had, it's totally, totally reasonable to think that they now. they could have could have been greatly harmed or killed. Um, but that but that but my point is that to people paying attention, like actually paying attention, none of this is a surprise. Donald Trump said no. when the looting starts, the shooting starts, and Kyle Rittenhouse goes to a city that he doesn't live in and starts shooting people. You no, know, like of course. He says, "Stand back and stand down." Then you know, like it's and and we also have these to. These things have already been happening to yeah. other people. There was the attacks in, like, in South Carolina when they had the rally and they like had the attacks there. You know, there's so many different instances of where his rhetoric has driven people to do violent actions, and they just were like, "No, this is a low. It's long, blah blah blah." They just always blew it away, blew it off, blew what, and then. But now, of course, it finally, like, the big issue is that now it finally came home to roost, and they finally had to be like... Yeah, like Malcolm said, whoops. the chickens are finally coming home to roost. And, and, it's, uh, and it's, and it's the, of course, it's the perfect Republican response, is that until it affects them directly, they act like it's not a thing. No, they know, enable like, it. And I think that's probably the most compelling argument for a coup attempt, even though it didn't work, was you had people within the government promoting this idea as well as people outside coming to try to overthrow it. Like, yeah, I think, I think people can argue it's not a coup, but I think also like Juan Guaido <laughs> jumping over an offense, uh, and in the, in the Venezuelan capital is, is technically a coup too, but they didn't succeed. And I think when we talk about coups, a lot of times we talk about the ones that succeed. And I think there were definitely people there that, we're trying to subvert democracy or at least save democracy or save Donald Trump in that moment because, you know, they, they realized that these things, you know, it couldn't, they needed to stop it. And Donald Trump was asking them to stop it because he's their guy. And I, I've, of course we have to, of course, mention that um, I think the biggest takeaway f from me is that, you know, not that I'll get to that takeaway in a second, but I guess, you know, obviously the clear hypocrisy of the police allowing them to come in very easily. And if it was another uh, group or race of people coming in, they wouldn't have been allowed to come in. There would have been much more preparedness and so on and so forth. But I think the key lesson to take away from that is not, oh, well, if there was black people, they would have been shot. Well, yeah, we can all accept that as a truth, but the point you know, I think the point we should be taking away from that is not it should be clearly focused at the police and the hypocrisy of the police, not at, oh, well, I want those guys to be shot, too. And I'm like, no, we don't want anybody to be shot that like if Black Lives Matter could be treated like the people that stormed the Capitol, I think we'd be in a much better world. 
And I think that's that that's what we should take away from it because I think I've seen a lot of liberals uh, clamoring, you know, this is treason and so on. Like, yeah, kind of is, but like, it's it's just like you're you're f- the the hypocrisy that I see in it is that when it's your side, you're demanding blood and law and order. And when it's not like, I think we, we should be able to look at things and be like, well, yeah, we shouldn't be, you know, we should call out the hypocrisy, but I'm not like, I'm not going to demand blood for something that happened. And I think, you know, Oh yeah, no, no, I don't. Yeah. You know, we, we should, it's a, it's an outrage. It's an outrage. It's terrible. It shouldn't have happened. Um, but I think it's more that it shouldn't, you know, it was allowed to happen more than anything than it, than it, you know, they really had a serious respond in the strongest and most powerful way that we can by forcing all these people into camps where they have to watch like Disney movies on repeat re reeducation camps. Um, yeah. Reeducation camps where we make them watch lady in the tramp for 12 hours. A day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that would help, but I, again, I think just now that we've gotten into the, to the weeds of this, I think this is another example of why these people need to be defeated and not just, uh, just hoping that they'll go away after this. Yeah. But, I, I watched well, that. I watched the nightly news words of saying need to be defeated because you just said like we don't need to like attack like we have to we have to. That's what's so tough about this because it's like really what it is is we do need to like education is the number one thing that we can do. I mean, there's there's two main things that U.S. populace needs: better education income equality those two things and we can get like so many things fixed no i i agree and but i i think that's a long-term strategy and i think in the short term the strategy should be to defeat these people and to show that this this is not how we should uh run our country or or yeah but that's how you beat that's how you beat them well of course in the long term but i guess i and i think I, you know, I guess what I was get, I think you're absolutely right about that. But I think my, the point I'm getting to is that I think what was so remarkable about this is, you know, I watched the nightly news the other night and like normies are shook. Like this, this is like the media is painting this to be like a nine 11 event. And I don't think it is, but no. it's, I mean, like we, we, people were definitely we in danger um, and people died Know, four or five people died. I think a cop died after being stomped or trampled. Um, trampled. And yeah, which is, fuck, what a way to go. Yeah. Um, my favorite one is the guy that died of a heart attack that probably thought he was overthrowing the U.S. government. And I think that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. But, when, yeah, when I like, that's the way, that's the way, that's the way to go out. I mean, it's like, like storming the Capitol, like, getting excited, think you're going to overthrow the government, and then die in a heart attack. Like, like every, every life is precious and it's, and it's a shame that he died, but at the same time, it is fucking hilarious that he got such a hard on for overturning the government. But he had a heart, heart attack. Yeah. Exploded. 
No, and I, I think the woman that got shot, it's a tragedy that that happened as well. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, she deserved it. Like, because once, I think that's the greater point I was trying to get to earlier was like, once we start having these discussions about like, uh, oh, well, she definitely deserved it. Like, that's the same argument people make for black, you know, black, black people being shot by the police all the time. They're like, oh, he shouldn't have walked this way, you know, and there's other strategies you can. With a hoodie on. Right. And of course, it's way more ludicrous whenever it's an African American. And of course, and the 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 cop that shot her has already been relieved of duty like immediately. Like that never happens when it's an African American. And the, we have to always well, acknowledge yeah. the hypocrisy that is that is clear here. But I just uh, that's that's what kind of at least bothers me a bit about it. Like it's not as much as the outrage of them actually doing it, but more of this kind of liberal. Outraged, like yes, we sh- we need to have you know law and order, and this you know it's like no, you're just falling into the trap that the Republicans are going to set for you when there is another George Floyd's incidents, which there is because yeah. they've done nothing to fix the problem. Like this is this is the thing, like they've done nothing to resolve that issue in our society, and it's going to happen again. And well, yeah, but that's that's where to, I get. To be, to but fair, we're getting beyond the point. Again. So let's maybe f- bring it back and focus on what actually happened instead of going beyond. We can talk about aftermath. No, no, in a no. Bit. I mean, but but you're but the point that you made is, and I can bring this back real easily because, and this goes back to my point about the one good thing that Donald Trump has done is he has brought a lot of stuff to light that makes it really hard to ignore all the problems that America has and. As much as people like to deny that white privilege doesn't exist, that black people are treated unfairly, it's blatantly obvious now. Like when Black Lives Matter was there, they were on the street. They weren't even storming the Capitol, and there was a, there was countless National Guard troops on the on the steps. The cops were like out in the street in riot gear, like arresting people and shoving their faces in the ground, and they weren't even doing anything except marching past the buildings yeah of These course motherfuckers and there's, show up there's with, stories about with cop yeah issue base they have they they're like attacking the police they're doing all this stuff and the police are just moving out of the fucking way and it's like and that's you know taking selfies time, with the protesters I, I mean, like, i'm going i'm just going to shove that in people's faces from now on they're like, no, 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 black people aren't treated any differently. I'm just going to show, like, this is a picture of a person that was marching peacefully down the street, being shoved onto the ground with a knee in their, sh- in their back. This is a picture of a person that was hitting police in the face, and they just let them by. Or like, getting their eye you. shot out, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And it's... It's, and it is it's crazy just, how, it's like just, you were saying, like, the, the media outrage, building this up. It's like, the outrage in my eye, I guess, is definitely just the double standard. And I think... Oh, yeah. that's what we're going to call this episode is this is America. Like, and I think that's, that's what I want to get into next is like the media reaction to it about how hysterical it has been. It's like, this is not America. Like, no, of course it is. This is fucking exactly America. And I think people f- want to forget that or not believe that or not think that about this is what America is. Yes. A, a group of, of white right wing white supremacists can, storm the the Capitol and not be viewed as a threat and enter the Capitol, sit on Nancy Pelosi's desk, all these things. And, you know, I I don't necessarily mind as much as people look, he put his feet on her desk. Like that doesn't fucking matter. The the fact that matters that they got in in the first place and were basically 
either let in or they were so underprepared for it that they just had to retreat and let them in. And that just shows you like the amount of privilege that people have, but also the amount of uh, like just the dichotomy of what we, what we view in, in America. And I think I, I'm very pessimistic that we're going to take all the wrong lessons uh, from it, you know, in a way that will only reflect poorly on left-wing movements, Black Lives Matter in the future, because all the language will be about, you know, which we had the discussion today about, uh, about extremists and like, extremism. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they don't define it, but that Jamal Bowman thing did. And that's great. But I, I guess what, what I'm saying is that like, like, like nine 11, I think they're going to take all the wrong lessons and, and so on and so forth. But I also think it's it's interesting that this is what Donald Trump will be remembered for. As long as there's not an even more violent event in the next couple of days, this is what he'll be remembered for. And I think yeah. it's... There's already talk of a more violent event. Yeah, and that's definitely possible, which is fucking crazy and nuts. But I think what... um, That's not all the lying, not all the... <laughs> the craziness and hysteria of his presidency, not even his impeachment. What he'll be remembered for is inciting a mob to storm the Capitol when he lost the election. Like that's the footnote that you'll talk about Donald Trump about. Like that's, that's, that's kind of uh, when you even say it, it's just ridiculous. And it's, it's also fitting, but it's also ridiculous. And, uh, I don't know. I just, it's, it was a crazy week, like totally derailed my Wednesday. I was trying to do all these things and then we got turned oh, on yeah. CNN I, I and mean, they're like, getting in, you know? And then it was just like, then all of a sudden like the guns are drawn and you're like, Oh shit. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like swamped at work with this, like side gig I've got and I'm trying to get all this stuff done and like, I can't, it's so hard to focus because it's like there's so much shit going on. It's like every five seconds there's a crazy story, and it's like it's like I'm trying real hard, but like at the same time, like we're watching another historical event, like a another once in a lifetime historical event is happening in our fucking lifetime. <laughs> no, of course, I, but I I, I, I don't think that's gonna I don't think like, that's gonna so change anytime like, soon, but. It's like, oh, my parents grew up and they're like, what's the most historical event that happened in your life? And it's like Woodstock. <laughs> yeah. Us, it's it's 9-11, I mean, the 2008 crash, coronavirus, uh, Trump, storm, had, Trump supporter had, storm in the Capitol. We had, crash, we had crash in the 90s. I mean, if we're old enough, we had crash in the 80s, crash in the 90s, 9-11, 2008. Well, and and that's the other dirty just, secret is capitalism crashes every four to seven years anyway. So it's just how it works. But we don't talk about that. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting to live in historic times, but I think it's also, you know, a lot of people have in the past as well. And I don't, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's hilarious. I guess we could maybe talk, more about the uh, the reaction to Trump inciting a mob to storm the ca- Capitol, 
uh, since we keep wanting to say castle, don't you? Yeah, I storm the castle, uh, storm the capital. Um, but I think like he is, he's finally crossed crossed the Rubicon in, in in a sense that everyone is now piling on to him. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. all the most of the Republicans have jumped ship. Most of his cabinet has resigned. You know because they're cowards and they don't want to invoke the 25th amendment. I don't know. Uh, there's talk of impeaching him again, which I hope happens because yeah. I want him to kind of be removed from office. I think it's a rats out of a sinking ship kind of a thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, they, they were like holding on just thinking like, Oh, maybe we can somehow like keep this going and survive this. And it's like, as soon as that happened and you know, it was as soon as it happened for sure, but happened and was a total failure. They had to be like, I mean, like, and, and it, you know, it comes to this point where you have to go, and a lot of them have done this, and it's, it is kind of interesting to see the, this, like, tsunami of blowback of everyone just being like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah, just, and, and, like, every single, so many, so many fucking, like, well, it's like it's like riding the Bronco, and like you just and you could just see them like having that moment. It's like Job from Arrested Development, where they're just going like, "I've made a huge mistake." Right, of course, and you know they're all going to try to pivot, and sadly, most of the Democrats are going to allow them to do that pivot, which is frustrating. But, um, you know, it's it's That's the I think of the Democrats is we welcome. Everyone to our coalition. Yes, Mike. Mike Pence, we welcome to the resistance. Da, da, da. You know, um, but it's you know, and then tonight, uh, Donald Trump has been permanently banned from Twitter, apparently, for inciting mm-hmm. violent a violent mob. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's only only you know happening now because the tide is kind of turned on Trump and there's no real like media, like they, they don't have to keep covering him. They don't have to keep covering for him because he's no longer, he's he's going to be along around for two more weeks. And uh, I guess now it's time to do it. It almost felt like it was like the, the tide had turned and the, you know, we can all jump on it now. And like, now there's talk of like, uh, I think the Google platform like banned Parler, which is the right wing crazy Nazi Twitter, and then um, I think the Apple Store might follow suit. But it's just kind of crazy to me that like the the elites in this country, the the corporations in this country, are finally like, yeah, we're 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 done with Trump. Like, uh, which is which is an interesting, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting to me that like now at this moment, after they storm the Capitol, that it's now too, it's too far. It's too far. And I guess I just and don't, that's, that's America. And that's definitely America in a nutshell as well. Of just, you know, like totally is our shtick of being like, it's, it's always, we can't 
we we can only react to things. We can we can never be proactive. Like as a country, we're just we're incapable of being proactive. We're always just reactive, and it's sad. Like it's so sad. It's like whenever I try to talk to people about politics, it's like they're so focused on dealing with like the symptoms they don't want to do anything about the causes of it course is much bigger work to deal with the causes Absolutely. it's huge work to deal with the causes and it's just easier to just slap a band-aid on it and just be like how oh, well you just think about all of the catharsis that people are going to feel in two weeks when joe biden is sworn in as president they're like i don't have to worry about politics anymore this is so so nice and well, yeah, and that's that's why we just, you know, everyone with everyone that is angry and still feeling angry, they need to just be in people's faces about it nonstop. I, I agree. Time, it's like, and I that yeah, it, but but and like these, but we should enjoy these symbolic victories at the same time. Like, like Trump losing his Twitter account permanently doesn't do much at this point, but it's still a nice symbolic victory to be like I. I just, I just finally we got it. Like, I don't, we finally got I just it. Don't, we finally got it. Like fancy devices out. Yeah, I mean, no, I know. I, like, I just don't. I don't find end, any. But, go ahead. But also think about it this way: like, it, all these people are running from the sink. All these rats are running from the sinking ship, and um, somehow Mayor Pete is just mixed in with them because he's a rat. Uh, but the the symbolic victories do help to an extent because you got to think about like with all these just complete total absolute malicious assholes are leaving before the lame duck section session session well two weeks but yeah that's that's a good thing I, I just but don't also like like I said we 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 should just enjoy these little symbolic victories. I know it's a little bit of a pyrrhic victory, but at the same time, think about how fucking bonkers Trump is going right now. That is Twitter just making destroy. But I, I you guess know he's yeah. got to be losing his fucking mind because he's like, I can't tweet. I can't do anything. No one knows what I'm saying. It's like, oh, my people I are just out there don't. And I just disagree with that, life. though. I just don't. I don't. I, I do feel that it is. You're right. It is just a Pyrrhic victory. Like, I don't think that it really. It's not really Pyrrhic. Well, yeah, a victory that's we more of a defeat. Really but like lose anything to get this. It's more. But we did. We did. We had Donald Trump for four years, and like, there, there. Separate. That's that's separate. I know, that's, but that's I just I don't. I guess for me personally, how I'm feeling about it right now, and that may change, but I just don't think that that blocking Donald Trump from Twitter is like, yeah, we did it. Like, and it was still just like in the the primary when. Kamala was trying to like catch Elizabeth Warren on like, well, why don't you stand for blocking Donald Trump on Twitter? Like it does nothing. It doesn't, it it's irrelevant to like actual, like tangible things that are happening with a Trump presidency, you know, whether it's the kids in cages or all the other things. And it's part of who he is, I guess. So you're taking that away from him, but like, it's just, as you were saying, 
and as I was saying before, like how everyone now is like, oh, I can't believe this happened. It's like it 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 definitely took too long for his incitement of violence to it's like they they literally were waiting for the downswing before they did anything. Of course. And, and so that's and, and, that's where I feel it's it, completely equivalent to Betsy DeVos. Like and as as you're saying, like it's it's like, oh, but it's like if you if you would have listened to us back when we were screaming this before he was even elected, if if like if Twitter had been like, you know, he's saying a lot of like bad rhetoric, we're just gonna they they could have blocked him before he was president. But but I don't even like, oh, okay, I don't well, even really care about the blocking. Like I just don't like I don't think it's and maybe I'm just like well, we already completely let off talking nuts. about how he has had these calls to violence and they've built something. So you can't act like now that that's not a big deal. If they'd have no, done this right. back at the beginning, but I just we wouldn't necessarily have gotten this far. But they, there was there was. Yeah, but were the calls to violence only on Twitter or were they elsewhere? Were he was he promoting it, you know, as, you know, as as having the platform of being president. Like it's, it's a little of both. I just you know he would go do the rallies and just say all this crazy shit, but it's like But like the the violence was it's not even just promoting the violence, it's just the fact of promoting the idea that your elect the election was stolen from you. And that democracy was subverted by, you know, the Georgia Republican Party and the Democrats and Dominion or whatever bullshit they come up with. And that is what inspired these these people to come and storm the Capitol because they thought that this major injustice had been done to them. And I guess Trump spouting it on Twitter was part of it. But it's just I think it's more just Trump in general spouting it that's the issue not trump being on twitter that's the issue i guess and i maybe i'm it's this is probably just because i'm desensitized to donald trump after four years and i just kind of view the the twitter as just like this it's part of him but it's not like the real like danger but maybe i'm maybe i'm completely uh wrong on this but i just don't like it's it came so late that it's just like I just, who cares anymore? Like, um, like, you know, for the longest time they're like, yeah, this is a lie, but we have to keep it up here just for the sake of, uh, um, of like reporting the news. And it's just like, well, I, I don't know. I just, I think, and now they're coming after everybody. I haven't really been following it too much tonight, but like they're blocking a bunch of accounts, which is kind of hilarious. But, uh, I just, I think I'm I'm a bit wary of all this corporate, you know, the the corporate uh, companies finally just like exerting their power, and how like yeah how like all encompassing it is like basically, you know, Apple and Google control all of the apps on your phone, and they have complete like say about what they want on their platforms. And again, they're a corporation and we all participate in their products and they have a right to do that. But I think that's very interesting in our society that it's all tied to this, to these few, like three platforms that we all use. And like they, they exert, they can exert an incredible amount of power that we've given them. Of course. 
But I think that's a greater discussion about capitalism and late stage capitalism in general, about how much power they do actually have and how we don't even realize it until stuff like this, where they, uh, they can just turn somebody off like that. And, um, I think it was always inevitable and, you know, I feel like I'm sounding like Len Greenwald, but I just, it's just weird. Um, I'm not good Glenn or bad Glenn. No, bad Glenn. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. I think the outrage of Trump inciting a, a violent mob to storm the Capitol is way more of an issue than Trump being, you know, uh, Trump's Twitter being banned. But again, this is all due to that outrageous moment. But I just think yeah. the the after effect of it is just kind of fascinating, and it's going to be very interesting on in how people move on from Trump because we've been talking about this for years now about how well you know all this liberal like you know hashtag resistance where they're like we should never let these people like and they're all going to let them back in and you know is and that's that's the interesting thing is Donald Trump going to be viewed as this kindly old former president. Like, I don't know. And I don't know after this event, it was big enough for people to just really be shocked by it. And it might be enough. Like how, how much people have sort of like, like look at George Bush's George jr. His both really, but yeah, uh, but junior, especially like his approval rating when he left the white house was like 42%, 46, 42%, something like that. Mm-hmm. But now his approval rating is like seventies or eighties. Yeah. I haven't looked so at it, like, recently, but it's crazy. And this like, guy, he, well, I mean, he was smart though. He was like, I'm just going to disappear onto the ranch and paint. For yeah. Like, and just five years release my paintings. Until- yeah, and then everybody yeah. forgets about it, that he lied us into a war and, you know, led us into an economic recession. Maybe that wasn't his yeah. fault. That was just capitalism's fault. But, like, he... Well, was Cheney and Rumsfeld. But and... The, the war was definitely his fault, and that that's a stain on our country that is, we're, it's still being felt. And, like we don't even talk about it anymore. We're, that's an, I think that's, that's the interesting thing about America. And this is America is that what we've always been fixated on in our history is to move forward and to not reflect back on the past or talk about the past or talk about how the past has shaped us as a society or a country, but we need to move forward. Yes. We're Trump incited a mob to storm the Capitol, but we need to move forward and we can't really talk about it anymore. We you know, need we to can't unify those people we, with us yes. and move forward. We need to unify with the fascist and move forward. Um, Cruz, go fuck yourself. Unify I, with a dildo in your butthole, Ted Cruz. Well, yeah. And that's, that's the other thing too, is like the backlash to those guys has been quite staunch as well, which is good because they're fucking trash. But like, like Josh Hawley like lost his book deal. <laughs> I read some list about all the shit that happened to him because he came to the mob before they stormed the Capitol and, you know, put his fist up and was like, you guys are doing the right thing. And these guys were in Congress fighting for fighting to, to, to have the electoral college thrown out. So Trump could remain oh, president. No, no, no. And that's, How that's the thing to remember when people are talking about coup, because it was 
after it wasn't just a bunch of rubes back and was still trying to like keep going with that even after oh yeah i forgot about that so yeah biden comes out and says you know mr president you need to tell these people to go home and he he comes out and he's like guys you gotta you gotta go home you know, the election was totally the stolen I and I love you people, guard. but you need to go home. Guard, like, but yeah, exactly. Somebody in the White House called the National Guard. And then the, the, the concession speech, quote concession speech, even though he didn't concede, was like, basically, I think like you could watch it and it's just a straight on clip. But later on in the clip, it cuts to a side side angle, which is totally just an edit on their part because he... <laughs> He probably went on to a ramble about like how the election was still stolen from him, and they were like, "We got to oh, get yeah, rid of that. We can't, we can't. <laughs> we can't. We can't. Do we can't show anymore. that. You know, we gotta. You know, they're they're literally gonna hang him. Not not figuratively gonna hang him. Like we're going. He's going to be removed from office if we don't do this. Like we have to yeah. stem the bleeding, and like that's that's when the you know the elites and the the people with the with the power in this country are like nope we're not doing that anymore and then it's just like oh shit we got to we got to get we got to we got to get in line like you know the president yeah, has a I lot mean, of power but like when his the people that allow him to remain in power are just step in and be like no you know it's like daddy comes home and it's just like all right now you know we've lost this but i don't know all right your mother has yelled at you like a hundred times. Now it's my turn. <laughs> it's basically what it was. I mean, did you did you see the report that um one of the people that they were targeting was Mike Pence? Oh, of course. He Mike Pence is which, a traitor. Which, yeah, which I mean, like, I mean, this whole thing, it's it's like how quickly they turned on Pence and how quickly it's like, oh, they didn't actually care about the police because they, you know, they killed one, injured countless others with total abandon and disregard. And it's like, and how many people in that mob were also police officers? Yeah, of course. That's the stat I really want to see. <laughs> no, of course. And I, I think, I think what's really, and let's talk about it more broadly and, you know, aftermath of what it eventually will mean in the future is, you know, I think it maybe in the short term, it might hinder the Republican party's efforts because there'll be a split, but I don't, I don't think it will destroy the Republican party. I think those, the Q people and all those people will reemerge back into the party and be a part of it in the future. And I think the tea party eventually sort of, of course, back into it. Of course. And I think unless people, you know, people are naive to think that that's not going to happen. That's what they're going to do. Like they're not, they're not going to be like, yeah, this is behind us. We're not going to be, you know, but who knows? Like they seem to be obsessed with Trump as a figure and it's about Trump. It's not about, um, it's not about the Republican party or their agenda. It's about Trump and they stole it from Trump. And, but you know, Trump's not going to go any, go anywhere either. He's still going to have his own platform. This kind of, this whole Twitter ban kind of sets him up as this, his own thing where he can, 
he has a he has seventy five million people he can have uh, support him on this platform that will probably obliterate any kind of right wing network going forward. Um, who knows? But I don't think I still even after today I don't think after this week I don't think Trump is he'll still be around and he'll still be very influential on Republican politics until he until he dies you know thirty years from now. <laughs> I think like if if anything and 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 the one good thing is that you know the the next election in twenty twenty two um, for the Senate. Is right. Is it twenty twenty two? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, it's twenty twenty two. Sorry. Whatever the next like the next Senate election is, I think at that point, like Trump, maybe still be somewhat relevant that he could cause a divide in the Republican Party. And honestly, like. If if Trump was smart about his power, what he does have, well, I mean, it, it wouldn't be a smart move, but I, I guess technically it would. If if he just if he did actually try instead of trying to like throw a coup to overpower the government, what he should have done is throw a coup to basically create his own party he he should have created his own party is what he should have done he because he may still he may still do that i don't i don't know but still, i just I, and, and, i just and that's, don't that, think obviously like that would have been the better route for him to have gone through is that instead of trying to get like people riled up to go and stop this vote because that doesn't change anything you can't do anything about that but if if all he cares about is bringing people to support him and praise him and give him their money for doing nothing other than spouting stupidity. He should have done that instead. He should have been like, you know, like oh, I lost this because the Republicans aren't good enough for me. So I'm starting my own party and like, I need your money and we're going to start our own party and we're going to run in 2022 with our own. I Congress just, people. I, I could see that, but I just don't think like, it's not going to be, it'll still be Republicans running to do that. No, no, it'll still be. He also has to worry about the fact that if he's no longer president, he no longer has the protection of the position and he can be charged with literally everything that they're they're not going to charge him with anything. I don't think that's going to happen either. Like as much as we'd like that that to happen. But the thing is the threat, the threat still looms over. It's the, (sighs) that's that I think that's the biggest motivator for him. have done this is to be like, I can't lose this. I don't have enough protection yet. Like I can't lose this protection because I am fucked. So even if they're not going to do anything, even if they never were going to do anything, he doesn't think that way. He knows they're right. I'm breathing down his neck and that's enough to make him desperate enough to do this kind of thing. Maybe I just, I'm just not very. Uh, the thing is, by doing this, he puts a fucking target on his head. It's so, like I, now, I think now I'd like to see what like, the oh, yeah, I'd like to see what him, the like, fuck him. I'd like to see what the polling is after this. I don't know what it is. I'd like to see that 
after what is, what is, after leading in matter the day of the election they were like oh biden's got florida in the lock and then by the end of the day they were like oh no biden doesn't have a chance in florida so who fucking cares about polling anymore polling- no but i'm i'm just i'm not i'm only talking about polling as a metric to measure like his support base like because, a before after kind of a thing right because like yeah. he he has he's the most popular republican politician in the country like hands down and Andy. i don't i'm just Gross. saying that but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure um he is the most popular like mitch mcconnell is not the most popular you know no. all these other idiots aren't the most popular donald trump is is the guy and I think what's interesting is there's going to be a lot of people that will, on the right, speaking, which will try to minimize. I haven't watched Ben Shapiro this week, but we'll try to minimize the uh, the effect that Trump had on it and say that, well, these were just crazy people and these people, we should condemn these people, but we're not going to condemn Trump and so on and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he's affected by this. Cause obviously in the mainstream he's fucked, but he was already fucked anyway. I think what'll be interesting to see is how the right wing embraces him. Cause all these people are still around and they still all like Trump. And even if the elites and the Republican party have moved on from Trump, that doesn't mean that the people that support Trump or supported this storming of the, the Capitol, which I'm sure there's a great many, uh, will, um, will give up on Trump, and that's 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 what we have to be worried about is those people, and I think those people will eventually come back around to the Republican Party. They may take a break, but they will come yeah. back, and I think it's according to YouGov.com, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the most popular Republican. When was that taken? And I don't know. Yeah, it might be an ongoing thing. I think Ben Carson I, is two, George W. Bush is three, Donald Trump is four. I swear, I you might be right. Um, I just think like he is the most well-known and popular Republican politician. You know, because P- you say that George Bush is more popular, but did they listen to George Bush? No. Like, oh, I don't no. think Donald Trump is kind of bad. They don't listen to him. So, I think. That's what's, I know I keep going on about this, but I think that's what's going to be interesting is I think that these people are not going anywhere and we shouldn't view them, we shouldn't feel that this is like the end of it. It's only just beginning, you know. Emperor Palpatine just was, you know, he he was thrown down a shaft, but he's coming back. <laughs> coming back. And uh, it's, it. Oh God, I would love like, Donald Trump thing where he's like the dark side contains powers that some would consider unnatural. Yeah. Unnatural. Yeah, I don't doesn't you know I don't want to Star Wars in this episode. Powers that some would consider unnatural. Unnatural. Yeah. Unnatural. Um sticking lips out. But I don't I think even though he incited a a mob to um to storm the Capitol. I don't think Donald Trump is going anywhere. And uh, I think even this whole idea of forcing him off of Twitter is only going to, you know, 
invigorate his base. It's going to be like a martyr situation? Oh, of course. Um, Maybe. I'm just talking, I'm just talking about the right wing. I'm not talking about people in like, general or the general public or not new. He's not going to attract new people with this. Uh, well, yes. Uh, well, I th- you, I think just like does. the right always, the right doesn't attract new people to its cause. I think um, if it, if he does, it will be like a balancing act where it's like, he'll lose five and gain five. Well, just but, but I, look I, at, I don't think his numbers will increase. Well, and that's what's so, you know, that's what Q is all about. And how many people are into Q? I don't even know what the numbers are on that. But those people, well, they haven't lost they, the faith. Yeah, but here's the thing about QAnon. Um, and QAnon is brilliant. Because, let me ask you this, Sam. Are you a fan of pedophiles? <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of pedophiles. Exactly. So if I came to you and I said, hey, do you want to stop pedophiles? You'd be like, yeah, I want to stop pedophiles. Be like, let me tell you about this thing. Be like, go on. <laughs> like, it, they, they bring you in with this thing like, did you know 800,000 children go missing every year? And you're like, what the fuck? That's mm-hmm. crazy. And then they go on about like this, like, oh, and the fucking pedophile ring. You're like, 800,000 children are in pedophile rings? It's like, no. 800,000 children go missing every year. 90% of them are because of like spousal problems and like divorces. It's like out of the 800,000 children that go missing every year, only like 1,500 end up in sex trafficking. 1,500 is a lot. That's yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. 1,500 too many. So, like, obviously that's bad. But at the same time, like, they, they, they twist it in such a way that it's easy to get drawn into it. Um, and then once you're in, then they start. So you just, so they get you in, right? It's, it's sort of like the, it's like Scientology or any kind of cult. No, no, no. I was going to say, I was going to say, it's like, um, you remember the, that video of when, uh, Hussein took over power where he, like had them call out people and then they took them out and shot them. And he basically like got them sort of like, now you are a part of this, whether you wanted to be or not, like you're complicit in this just killed like 30 people and you were a part of it. So he like, he, he got them in that way. So it's, it's basically a similar sort of thing where it's like, I bring you in with this thing about like, you don't like pedophiles? No, of course not. Then you should know about this. It's like, okay, cool. It's like, oh, we should stop this. This is great. And then they just start they just start feeding you these little tidbits of information of like, yeah, and, and you know, there's 800,000, 800,000 crazy. It's like, yeah, and there's like, look at all these people that have been caught. Jared from the Subway commercials, fucking Epstein and blah, blah, blah. You know, and then they mm. just go like, of and course. then, you know, look at the people that were on the plane with Epstein. And then you just start... They just start doing all the, and it just, which, it, which is a real thing and, and should be talked about more, but yeah, it's yeah. But yeah. That, but, and, and like, but that's how they do it is they just, it's, you just grow a little bit. You just, you just step. Well, right. And then it's, then there's satanic worshipers that are sacrificing children and Trump is trying to stop yeah. it secretly in the government. And, you yeah, know, the, exactly. but they were talking like some of the Q stuff that I heard about, they were talking about like, that Q was go. It was January six was the day. Like they were gonna 
turn the tables and like execute people for treason and stuff. Like that's seriously what they were talking about. And so like, yeah. and if you well, talk to most of these 17. people in the mob, very, like that's what they were convinced of. It's very similar to like how the world was going to end on like October 30th, 1996 or something. And then he was like, Oh, I got my math wrong. It, it was, it's, it's actually October 30th, 2006. And then 2006 game was, Oh, sorry, I had my math wrong. It was 2016. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, yeah, January 6th is going to be the day. And then it doesn't happen. It's like, oh, no, 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 something was going on. Like, we knew this thing was going to happen, so we, we, we had to push it off. So it's just... No, absolutely. Um, which I, I mean, which is very interesting and fun, but at the same time, like, terrifying, because if it can motivate people to do this kind of stuff... Well, like, these... These right wingers the are not time, at the same time, Sam. Are you a fan of pedophiles? Because like it sounds like <laughs> sounds like you are. You're you're aiding and betting like pedophiles. You're, you're saying you're saying there's something wrong with QAnon, but QAnon's all about stopping pedophiles. And if you want to stop QAnon, then you want to keep pedophiles in power and sex traps and getting children. That's how they get you. No, and then like yeah, you're, for sure. you're like stuck in this like, well, but. <laughs> yep. Love conspiracy theories. They're like my favorite. We should do. A oh, I I love conspiracies theories. too. I think they're they're really fun. But uh, that'd be a very that'd be a fun like our our even the true ones. No, just kidding. Top five. Not favorite not really. conspiracy theories. Yeah, that that could be fun. We could do that. But yeah, I guess we could probably wrap it up now because um, I don't know if there's any. We could keep talking about this forever, but um, yeah, yeah. Trump stormed. Trump inspired a mob to storm the Capitol, and uh, that is when he finally became president. Oh, oh fuck you! That was a good one. <laughs> All right, well that's that's our that's our episode this week. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm Kyle. <laughs> this could be better. Yeah, could be better. <laughs> Thank you.